Well, well Tyler, I, am, I apologize for being late. No hard feelings on my side. <laughs> that was a weird thing to do. <coughs> was it? It was. You know, Beer 30 I, already, uh, huh? Beer 30 already, that's right. Le Creux. Um, I was a little late. I, I recently had some storm damage and had limbs out in my yard. And these nice gentlemen stopped by and offered to take them to the dump for a price that we haggled. And so that's that's my excuse right now. That took place today? That took place just now. That's why I was a little later than expected uh, Boy, to arrive at this. That's a, that's a nice entrepreneurial mind that those fellows have. You know, and I was hoping since the storm happened, like last week, that somebody like that would come along and they finally did and you know the price was really reasonable it was 50 bucks is what we settled on uh did they get load rid of a whole pretty much trailer and truck bed full of limbs that's that's great did they load them for you uh they they did i i helped them though i felt i felt like 50 dollars was uh was good enough and they were um they were kind and talkative so that's I cool them out there yeah, yeah. That's a win-win, totally. if you ask me. Yeah, and you were on a... Let me tell you, I've already been on my run this morning, too. Um, so, Man. I want to talk about your bike ride, though, because I know you've already... It's it's so early, and you've already uh, you've already ridden 20 miles. Yes. Yeah. 28. Not quite that, that many. It was like 10 miles this morning, but... Dude, I'm starting to really appreciate morning workouts. And I've I've also been reading this book called The Boron Letters. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but uh, actually I'll give a quick overview. It's uh, So this, this guy in the 80s, in the early 80s, he was one of the best co- like sales copywriters. Uh, like kind of just a marketing genius, it seemed. And for some reason, he was in prison. I haven't figured that part out yet, why, why he went to prison. But, he's uh, burying the lead a little bit. He's, yeah. he's making me wait for that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm chomping at the bit to find out. But uh, his, while he was in there for 10, mo- 10 months, his, uh, his son turned 16. So he wanted to teach his son how to be a man. So he couldn't do it uh, face-to-face, so he wrote him a series of like 25 or 30 letters, one per day for like a month. So uh, this guy, he starts out, you know, with just some life advice, how to eat healthy, how to stay in shape and stuff like that. Well, one of one of his things is he calls it road work. And he just really preaches every time, every morning when you wake up, like first thing in the morning, what you should do is uh, like wash your face and then maybe get like a little banana or something to eat. And, <laughs> and uh, then get outside and do some sort of cardio exercise whether it's running or biking or skateboarding or you know whatever so anyway that was just uh like one small part of one letter but now he's i'm to the point where he's talking about copywriting and like direct marketing stuff like that it's wonderful uh, anyway from jail from jail from prison yes okay. but long long story short uh I read that and I sort of took took the road work thing to heart and I've been trying it every now and again and yeah. man it ju- it's just so great. Well, it's I'd a great like, way to start a, a weekend especially. Oh, for sure, yeah. 
I've, I've tried it a couple mornings before work, you know, wake up at uh, 6.15 or so, 6 or 6.15, and uh, go out on the bike for 30 minutes. It's, it's nice, but the couple times I've done it, I've gotten really tired in the afternoon. Uh, so you I'm not sure. Nap. Need to fine-tune that's it what, yet. That's, that's a beautiful thing because then you can take a nap in the afternoon, and it feels like you have a whole second day after Ooh. you wake up. That's, but I'm, a, I'm the type that can take a 15-minute nap and feel like I've been on another planet for the last 20 years. Right. So. I'm, I'm starting to kind of get into that myself. I, uh, I, I used to be the type that if I'm laying down for a nap, it's going to be like hour and a half minimum. Ooh. <laughs> like I'm falling asleep for good, but. Yeah, see, no. that's, that's a problem. Yeah, that's a problem. exactly. But, but no, now, now I'm starting to really appreciate the 15, 20-minute naps. Uh, yeah. Well, but, if. I, I, I really think that's a superpower, man. I, if, if, you can, if you can hone your skill at napping for 15 minutes, it does something to your brain. It's like a mini night sleep, you know? Yeah, I feel like it's a uh, defrag period. There you go. Just, like, that's the just like sleeping it, you know, throughout through the night. That's kind of what that, that's for, too. Like, all of the thoughts and all of the, I mean, things that you've seen and experiences and... Uh, conversations and stuff from that day, it sort of like loads them in your long-term memory uh, during that during that t- sleepy time. I think it files, but it also discards uh, discards the stuff that you don't. Yeah, need. man, exactly. And that's dude. That's one of the reasons why sleep is so freaking important. Yeah, man. I'm oh. glad you said defrag. That that's the perfect word. That's the way I thank see it. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for thanking me. Oh, well, no. Thank you for originally giving me something that I could thank you about to thank me back about. Well, you're welcome, and you're welcome to continue thanking me as much as uh, as much as you're welcome to thank me. Yeah, look, I, I, I just want to say that I appreciate this, and um, uh, I'm putting my hands together, and I'm uh, kind of bowing a little bit, and it's not a... It's not too low. I'm just kind of nodding my head. I don't expect you to do it back, so thank you. Well, I just did it back, so we're we're even. Okay. Well, I well I I kind of bow a little deeper, but this time I extend one hand and I make a little circle with one of my hands, um, as if I'm kind of offering you my gratitude uh, to a, a little bit greater of an extent than you did. Uh, and frankly, uh, I think my hope is that this would end it, but I don't. I'm not sure. Man, I, I really appreciate that gesture. I actually uh, just curtsied. I know you can't see me, but I just uh, curtsied, and then I actually just got off the phone with an airplane in the Omaha area who will be uh, flying a banner around town that says, <laughs> Thank you, Robert. <laughs> God, that's nice. That's uh, uh, Let's see. Well, um, I found a, a small... Uh, ruler. It's a plastic ruler, and I am uh, now uh, extending my left wrist to you. In my right hand, I have this plastic ruler. Uh, I'm rubbing it against the veins in my arm. I'm trying to cut across the tracks, though. I'm not trying to sacrifice myself, but I am trying to draw a little bit of blood that I can uh, pour out on the floor in front of us to show my appreciation and my gratitude for for everything that you've done in this uh, this banner overhead. Uh, I really appreciate, and I just I hope that this cut wrist uh, that I've I've kind of mangled with this plastic ruler shows you how appreciative I am. Thank you so much. Well, I can't thank you enough, and thank you so much. Uh, 
yeah, I, I think I think you win. No, well, <laughs> I st- this plane though, this plane, the plane's a pretty good idea. Thanks, man. And it's it's pertinent too because we have the College World Series going on in town, and so there are a lot of those planes actually right now because they fly over the stadium. Uh, so, kudos to you uh, for having some sort of uh, sixth sense about what's going on in my area and connecting that dot that you couldn't even see. Well, well thank you. It's it's my pleasure, and uh, I just figured I'd help 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 out uh, not only you but all of the other Roberts in town. They're all going to be thanked today, and it's all because of me. Well, uh, I want to thank you on behalf of all all Roberts uh, for your thank you to my initial thank you, and uh, we we all got together and uh, we pooled pooled a little bit of money together, and um, we're gonna check your mail here in the next couple days, and you'll find a coupon to the amazing pizza machine. Not a, oh my. I guess not a gift card. I guess we're sending you a coupon <laughs> that we bought with our money. Uh, so enjoy two-for-one medium pizza with purchase of two pitchers of Coke product. Thank you. Man, just what else can I say but just thank you. <laughs> you know, the when we uh, initially talked about doing a podcast, uh, I was pretty sure that pretty much every hour or whatever that we did would be just like what we we just did there because that's when we're in person i think that's pretty much the extent of our conversations is about uh, yeah about what the last five minutes there was so i think it is a lot easier to do in person yeah this is this has been an adjustment uh we we just uh we hung hanged out we were together in person uh, a few weeks ago and uh yeah just a lot more natural and easy but for some reason talking over over uh the interwe- and this isn't the same as even talking on a phone it feels like a totally um it's like another form of communication that you have to get used to yeah it's a little bit more structured than a phone call yeah and it's and, not uh, quite a facetime or a skype it's because you know, there's no video i wonder how video would affect this i think it would help you think so i really do that's uh, that's maybe something to send to these uh, the service that we use. Hey, give us a little video window in addition to our whatever you call it. Boy, would that be cool! Yeah, I don't disagree. I think ideally uh, this would be in person. I think would make it the best. But you know what? We I think we have to embrace the format and just kind of play with it. And I'm sure we're gonna stumble upon a few fun things, just real real fun things oh sure uh, because we're we're adhering to this format did we have a topic today you know what i really want to talk about bless you yep you know what i really want to talk about um i've been sort of thinking on this quite quite a bit over the past couple weeks so i've noticed that there seems to be a very distinct difference between the personality like this is really general like generally speaking but there seems to be a distinct difference between like the average personality of somebody living in a large city compared to somebody living in a small town. Uh, not only personality, but also ambition and sort of how they see the world, that sort of thing. Um, this I don't is know, so man. Good. From this from is, my this is so relevant. Thank you so much, man. I it's just more relevant than ever right now. In 
at least in my situation, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I see a bunch of my friends living in in uh, not not larger cities, not like metro, well, not massive metro areas like like Denver, New York City, et cetera, but uh, you know, Omaha, Lincoln, decent sized cities, bigger than your your town of forty. Th- you live in Kearney, Nebraska. I'm pretty sure we can. If, yeah, if someone really if, wanted to triangulate yep. where where you live, I, I think that'd be pretty easy. Forty thousand people, though, right? Yeah, 30? if that thirty-five, forty. So, okay. medium-sized town, I guess. Uh, okay. But anyway, man, I think there there's just there's something about in in a smaller town, you don't have to be great in order to succeed. That's that's part of it. Yeah. Whereas that's, in a big city, if you want to stick out, you have to be above and beyond your competition, whether it's in business or personality or anything. Uh, in the way you dress. That's another way to stand out. Yeah, definitely. And you see that a lot in cities. People, uh, I guess, paying closer attention to their own appearance. God, there's there's so many things that just came up within the last week that like pull me back into this. Uh, I'm not sure where to start on this topic. This I, is huge. Well, I can tell you like the most relevant thing that happened to me just just lately, and I want to hear. And I'm sure you have a, a good story about this since we're the same age. I want to. Let's see. Could could start by admitting that I'm a coward. I got an invite, an e invite, a cyber, cyber bloop for my high school's 10-year reunion. Um, so I saw it. I saw the invite. And it was like uh, it was like knowing that there's a wasp in your mailbox or opening your mailbox and seeing a wasp. And I saw the I saw the invite. I saw the wasp and I didn't I didn't open it immediately. I noped out of there and said that that could wait for a day when when I was stronger. Sure. Um, so maybe a week or two passes, and uh, so it was just within the last couple of days. I, c- I confront it. I'm gonna kill the wasp. And God, the first thing you do when you realize it's been ten years since you graduated high school is that you uh, let's see, you you interlock your fingers. Uh, you put the the top of your index fingers together. And make sort of this triangle, and you tap the top of that triangle on your nose. Uh, you inhale, and then you exhale slowly, like you mm, you puff out your cheeks, like one of those uh, weird goldfish with the uh, airbags on their cheeks. Sure, just like a. Uh, and what's you go going numb? through the mind at that time? Oh. You, you think a cliche thing like uh, "Has it already been ten years?" Or <laughs> feels like it was yesterday. Am I right? A time is flying. It it is so interesting how we are all all grown up and that we are the same, but we have changed. Isn't that interesting? Uh, so, have you? Okay, have you had a ten year reunion or at least gotten? A, yeah, I skipped mine. Invite? Oh, you skipped mine. Okay, <laughs> I skipped that's, it. That's um, that's a very easy way to yeah. I'm glad you did. I, uh, it, yeah, in 
in short, I skipped it, but the uh, the reality of the situation is I probably would have gone, but I had a pickleball tournament that Whoa. that Saturday. Jeez, man. <laughs> and I was already signed up. I already paid my registration fee. Priorities. I'm like, no, I'm going to play in the freaking tournament. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in sort of a pickle here, guys. I can't can't come to your <laughs> stupid reunion. Um, well, you just skipped yours. I think that's a that's a good idea. Um, I I think there might be sub some uh, other subconscious reasons why I why I skipped it too. If I'm being honest, <laughs> do you want to go um, into those? Yeah. Uh, so I guess I don't know. There's something with an inferiority complex. Like, uh, it's really easy. It's very brave you, of you. I just want to say it's very brave and honest and open of you. Thank you. Well, I thank you so much. Thank you. Well. Um, okay, I, I want to. Th- I don't want to do that again. Thank you so I much. Thank yes. you for thank you. Me. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks. Uh, thanks. So appreciate it. Thank you. Where do I start? So uh, okay, you get you get this uh, this invite in the mail or on Facebook or whatever. The first one of the first things that goes through my head is okay, what the hell have I accomplished in the past ten years? Like yep. every everybody as they graduate high school, they say. I want to be successful in something. Um, as time goes on, that that route to success changes. It's it's not just a static a static route. It's uh, it's changing every day. And then what what uh, people's definition of success is also changes. Anyway, especially because I'm living back in the town where I graduated high school, I'm now seeing some of these people I graduated with who are doctors, dentists, lawyers, etc. That uh, just makes me pretty introspective about these things. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm sure that a, a large part of... I think a large part of these get-togethers, these uh, reunions, are people comparing each other. Whether, oh, yeah, it's a, whether actively or subconsciously. It's a measuring contest. It is a, a dick measuring contest. <sighs> so anyway, yeah. did you did you have any of those any of those thoughts for yours? Oh god, oh I, I have a ton of thoughts on that. Um, let's see. well, okay. So I also want to say that there was a group chat with this invite. I don't know if you had to experience any of that when you got your invite. Yep. Um, but there, so there were a lot of people in this group chat that I, I hadn't talked to, haven't talked to since I graduated. And um, okay, so I finally I read through it finally when I opened the invite, and um, a couple people mentioned Bobby. <laughs> Is Bobby coming? Anyone heard from Bobby? Is Bobby still alive? And it took me more than a moment to remember. Uh, it was like it was like the ending of Fight Club. I, I realized that I was Bobby. <laughs> I am I am the Bobby. I was the Bobby until age like sixteen or seventeen when I moved out of that town, yep. and like forever lost that name. <laughs> so just just that subconsciously deep down, like that brought me back to a um, a very immature place or a very I don't know a place that I hadn't opened up in ten years. I think and, and like you're saying yeah took took me right back to um to like trying to measure myself against these other people 
um, and being afraid that yeah I'd go back and several would be doctors. Uh, I don't I don't worry about the dentist. That's fine. If you want to be a dentist, that's fine. <laughs> but if you're a doctor, I'm a little I'm a little edgy. Uh, I guess like you though, fortunately and unfortunately, I will be on vacation during the reunion, so I won't be able to go. Um, yeah, one thing that scares me is like is going back and uh, and facing the gravity of a small town again. Because I, I grew up in a town of 300, and so that's like a, that's a, a technically a village. Um, yeah. But even, so, and then I moved to, to Garney, where you're at, uh, when I got out of high school, and at first that felt like a, a huge city, but you, like you're saying, over time it, it started feeling like a small town, and the thing that like really, uh, oh man, I think you mentioned like the, you, you're around the same people you see the same faces yeah so i remember towards my the tail end of living there i would like salivate at the very thought of being around people that didn't uh already not even know me but um even if you haven't met someone in a town like that they know you right you 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 see the same people like hundreds of times and you form impressions yeah exactly you don't know their name but you see them at the gym or at the grocery store and you know that like you put them in categories. That's that's the that's the girl who runs so damn well on the treadmill, or that's the guy who's always at the Chinese takeout place at the grocery store. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Like you, you have these assumptions about people. They all like seem innocuous, but if you're like, um, I would I would probably assume that you're pretty. You can get anxiety about these things uh, Big time. when you when you realize that other people are are like putting you in these in these holes so you you step outside in your town you're on your bike today and you probably see someone you've seen before but don't know and they see you and they're probably thinking oh there's that weird guy on his bike yeah or something exactly yeah and there are and that that happens with literally like hundreds to thousands of people when you live in a town that size yeah that's exactly right and I mean, I I can't go to, I can't go to the grocery store without assuming that I'm going to see somebody I know, and not yeah. not just somebody I've seen before, but somebody that I've actually you know talked to and actually know. But with dude, which you will have to have a conversation. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, where do we go from there? Well. I'll, I'll tell you what, when I was in a small town, so uh, make this the Robert Story Podcast. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I'm interested in hearing your take because you're still where you grew up in Kearney, but that's a mid-sized town. And to me growing up, uh, I knew I knew every single person in town by name and, and in my K-12 through school. There so were only I'm, 20 people in my class. Okay, that was my next so, question. Yeah, I knew every single person in the school, um, like their name, by, by on a first and last name basis. And so you're part of a little tribe, whether or not you want to be. Right. Um, so in that situation, until you like move out for college or work, you know nothing else. So ugh, moving to Kearney initially like, gave me a, a big boost of freedom. Uh, which looking back on it, like I laugh at a little bit, uh, but God, 
I, I remember like if this is, and this is true for every small town kid. You grow up scared of of big cities. Like sure. I was scared of Carney even sometimes. Uh, you you enter cities excited with your eyes wide open, but with the hairs on the back of your neck fully uh, erect. Uh, that, that's a great word. <laughs> and yeah, th- your hackles are standing up every time you go into a big city. But it's like I couldn't I couldn't wait for that. By the time I moved out of Kearney, so I had to go to the biggest and most crowded area that I could, uh, and I ultimately did. And that was one of the nicest things about that was I knew I didn't see anybody out there that I knew for right. we were out there for about a year and we saw nobody. And that that was that's like that's such a change. Not yeah, only so from the small town that I came from, but also from where you're at, from Kearney. Right. And I know you've talked about that before, the appeal of that. Then at that point, anybody anybody that you see on the street or subway or whatever, they're just people. They're not people that you necessarily cross paths with every day. Uh, it's just sort of people in general. Yeah, and it's... Whew. I, it, it was kind of weird like going there and not looking at every single person and nodding and smiling because that's that's fairly common uh, not not in not in Omaha where I live now but in Kearney I feel like it is um, that you at least make eye contact with people especially especially if you're just like walking down the sidewalk or oh, yeah. the street um, maybe not in the grocery store but absolutely if you're just walking down the street you make eye contact but in bigger cities, that it, you wouldn't do that unless you're a, a psychopath and you right. want, and you want to be on like some watch list or something. You just uh, keep to yourself and do your own thing. But yeah, right. I, you know, in, uh, in in Kearney, if I've if I'm even at, even at a grocery store, for example, I've like <laughs> I feel like. I've perfected the art of showing my dimples to people, <laughs> if I want to put it that way. <laughs> like, uh, not smiling with your eyes. <laughs> exactly, uh, just half smiling with the mouth. I can't remember <laughs> what that what that would be called. Uh, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> showing my dimples to people. I guess. It's like a dog smile. Like <laughs> yeah, when they're, exactly. really, they're actually sad and they like show their teeth. <laughs> and there's. Like their eyes are so sad, but they're sh- they're just trying to show their teeth, like t- <laughs> to show that they're vulnerable. I don't know. <laughs> That's kind of what it feels like. It is. Like you just just move your mouth in that way, and the person knows. Okay, this person's uh, friendly or acknowledging me. Yeah, it's it's wagging your tail with your tail stuck firmly between your legs and like pointing <laughs> in the direction. <laughs> But it's still it's still wagging a little bit, but it's like oh fuck. Oh, oh god. Exactly. <laughs> oh god, that's Yeah, there needs to be a word for that because that's yeah. that's uh Oh my god. I think um for people like us, our twenties are just that's what most of our public life is, is just walking around in that state. Right. Because again, if if you're uh if you're too happy and giving a full-on, full-face smile to everybody that you see, then there's some oh, yeah. there is something suspicious about that. Even in a smaller town, That's no right. one's no one's freaking happy all the time. No, people are gonna talk. Yeah, people are gonna talk about that. So, 
Oh God. Oh, I just, so one of the people from my, this, I just remembered this. One of the people from my class, um, when I was living, um, in the Bay area, I flew back to Kearney for work and I was out at a bar and just randomly happened to see a childhood friend who not only did I go to K through 12 school with him, um, like I knew him before school, our parents both worked at the school. So we like got babysat together. I'm telling you, like every day I saw this kid and he was my best friend when I was little and like played all sports together in high school. And I'm telling you, I hadn't seen him in years. Haven't even talked to him. I I'm terrible about staying in touch. Aren't and, we all? Oh yeah. Well, and it was, God, it was like, uh, you know, I saw him at first. I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. What do I do? And, but immediately it was like crawling back into a warm bed in the winter right. time talking to this guy. Like it would, it amazed me like how kind he was and like you know I I I didn't think about it like this at the time but now I I like immediately recognize him as something like the uh the closest thing that I'll ever have to a brother. Sure. Because yeah. I've I've known him longer than anybody. And like especially from such a young 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 age. But yeah. God, it ju- it just like struck me at like having having been away from not only him but that town and those people for so long, like how nice and warm and kind he was, and like it's I'm always surprised when people tell me that how how nice I am or like I hear secondhand from um pe- especially like people that I work with or like who, who kind of know me on a secondary level, like how how just nice I am. And uh, I don't I don't think of myself as as nice and kind. But then I go, I go back to somewhere like Sumner, and I see these people, and I like talk to them, and they are, whew, man, it's a, it's a dose of like, they they know if your smile is insincere, right? They know right. if your tail's pointing towards your, <laughs> point your chest towards your chest and and like vibrating, but yeah. not shaking. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's like uh god he was so genuine and i was like man when people say i'm kind it's probably just because i'm like uh i'm emulating what i grew up with or some small part of of that small town is like is showing through yeah absolutely there, there, there's something really nice about like uh you 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 don't have to i don't know everyone can read your mood when you're in a small town like that everyone knows how to read each other yeah and uh it's it's not quite as like a self absorbed i guess right but oh dude absolutely and I, but i think part of that also has to do with uh you know pe- people like that that guy you you mentioned your uh your childhood friend i think uh this could be a, a whole other topic but i think that uh, there's something about childhood friends and like friends that you have growing up they know your true essence like yeah friends that you've met as an adult dude I could uh, I could I could meet somebody right now and they seem 
uh, decently nice, but then they're a totally different person, and I have no idea. Like, as an adult, it's so much easier to put up a facade of whatever personality you want to portray to the public. <laughs> but I, uh, I remember, uh, yeah, you, you kind of wear different personalities when you meet different people. And like, absolutely. It's, it's really scary in college because at times you act much differently depending on who you're with. Yeah. And uh, it, rem- it reminds me of when we were talking about <laughs> the guy that you saw uh, at the bar that we used to work with and how like you can just never say anything coherent around right, him right. or like <laughs> keep your cool like you always just you always just fuck it up no matter what or feel like you do but it's god it's, it's so true like you um uh it's probably a trait in both of us where we're a little bit of uh like people pleasers and so we we kind of care a little bit too much about how everybody else is feeling sure. about the conversation uh, but yeah, I, I, oh, I get where you're coming from though, because yeah, you, you act like such a different person to so many different people as you especially move out of high school, move out of the, the groups that you've uh, been in for so many years and like figuring out how to not cater to those different groups and just kind of be yourself is damn it's a challenge yeah but it's all growth it's all that's something that i think everybody has to go through as time goes on that's right so what do you do in a town like carney now to uh to break break people's assumptions like i don't i think you could probably ride a unicycle start doing a unicycle and people would be like oh yeah that kind of makes sense for that guy like they (laughs) just with the impression that they already have of you Oh man! Or you you could push it the other way and start wearing a suit around and start carrying a, a leather portfolio, and they'd probably be like, "Oh yeah, that makes sense, that guy." You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I but do. What, that's that's interesting. What, where can you go that would just totally like? What 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 could you do that would totally just make those people turn their heads and be like, "What? That's not what I thought he was." Well, the thing is, I don't really know what they think I am. That's the problem. I've never really thought about how I'm portraying myself to to uh, people in public who I don't know and what what opinion they're forming of me on that. Dude, that I I really have no idea. I would I mean I think naturally I would want to gravitate more toward a more positive reputation. So, I think the suit thing, that would totally throw them off in some cases, but at the same time, I consider myself somewhat well-dressed normally. So, I'm, I'm not sure if that's part of their uh, perception of me right now or not. It's, it's not too far away, yeah. I think a bow tie would, <laughs> I mean, a monocle would definitely set you apart. Just a that's suit. That's true. I don't know. I don't know if what they, is he selling real estate? Is he selling knives door to door right you know know. i think the uh at the same time i think that wearing the vibram five finger shoes would not alter my the perception of me very much no no that's (laughs) that's a see that's an extension of who you are already and people have been around you would say yeah that totally makes sense (laughs) i think it's the red hair and the red beard that instantly makes people think okay this guy's a little quirky well yeah and uh uh, just, oh, 
by virtue of being a little bit taller than average, you you already haha, <laughs> right. uh, you already stand out um, amongst the crowd. But like you you literally like do. Like you're a little bit just as a larger person, you uh kind of people look at you sometimes, especially if you're the the tallest person in the room. Yeah. Especially in your case, I think you're probably just a little few hairs taller than me with with the red hair and the glasses. I think that immediately, yeah, probably gives gives off a vibe. And then so when you're scaling down the Skylar and you, you know, you start with the red hair, you probably start with the glasses too. You go down to the t-shirt which may have an ironic thing on it, maybe a Bill Murray or uh see what's a what's a shirt you'd wear. Maybe a a uh, cute cartoon T-Rex that says I love you this much and it's holding its small arms out. <laughs> very, very small. Very small width. Uh, down to some golf shorts. Yeah. That would look in place on a golf course. And then finally uh, to your, your Vibrams. Right. And again, so like, that, I, don't, I don't go around wearing the Vibrams everywhere I go, but I've been seen in public a time or two with them. Yeah, yeah, and it it probably doesn't phase people too much. Like if if you see an acquaintance and they start talking to you, they you might get to the vibrams eventually, but it's not gonna. If you were wearing a cowboy hat, I think maybe that's <laughs> yes. especially that would throw you out. That that would that would shake the uh, archetype of Skylar in that. Time. Actually, okay, yeah. So how do I shake the archetype? I shave my beard. I. Uh, shave my hair really short I take off the glasses put on a cowboy hat <laughs> and wear jeans in the summertime that's how you do it and everybody would say either there is uh, an emerging gay subculture <laughs> in Carney that Skylar is a part of and so that connects there there's now I know where to put the yarn with the pins on my on my board of Skylar now I know where to wrap them <laughs> <laughs> or they say, I don't know, maybe maybe Skylar got a job detasseling. <laughs> <And> so he's <laughs> just So he got a seven dollar an hour detasseling job and he and he went to to Orsland Farm and Home and bought two hundred dollars with a cowboy gear. <laughs> he bought himself some Wranglers and a cowboy hat. Gotta fit the part. Yeah. Yeah, cowboy hat. I what I mean, what else could you could you throw on? I'm I'm really trying to think here of like uh, what's what's gonna like totally shake people th- to 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 like throw them on a different scent trail of who you uh, are? I think the uh, gangster look mm, mm-hmm. of a flat bill hat with the sticker still on it, uh, super baggy clothing that would throw a lot of people off too. There you go. Yeah, a little ICP, a little <laughs> bit of the face paint. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that would um, maybe draw Especially, a little too much attention. I, I'm afraid so, yeah. I'm trying to think of people you could be with or even activities you would be doing. See, like, seeing you at a, a Frisbee golf course is like, yeah, duh. Yeah. Of course, that guy's going to be there in his Vibrams. Um, I'm trying to think of places and, like, coffee shops. Like, yeah, duh. But where where could Skylar go in that town where people would just be like, what what is he doing there? 
I think okay, I think one one place that I've gone a couple just a couple sporadic times. Uh, there's this there's this bar south of the train tracks, uh, both figuratively and li- literally, <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that has live music every now and again, and it's yeah. sort of an up and coming bar, and it's it's kind of a hot place in town, but the crowd there is kind of I don't know if I had to classify it, I would call it like more of a a grunge crowd, I guess. Uh, Biker. Well, not not even. Not even necessarily. Well, yeah, I guess. Yeah, biker car manufacturing line. Kind yeah, of crowd. If exactly. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, both. I mean, some of that is also because of the music. You know, the the bands that they that they have show up there are kind of grungy, like maybe metal bands every now and again and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so that draws that type of crowd there. Anyway, I've gone there a couple times, and I feel pretty out of place so i'm sure i look out of place too <laughs> i can identify with that I, I remember going to to see a buddy there his car club was having a a little barbecue yeah, yeah that's their go-to place yeah I, I i went there with ash and we were definitely like um a little too clean yeah. for it even though we're not you know i don't know exactly how to explain it but you yeah it's just uh you throw off a certain scent that wouldn't wouldn't immediately well you're welcome there but it's it's like doesn't really fit in there right you're you're uh you're a dandelion in the dozen of roses right yeah and i'm not sure that uh i'm not sure at this point i don't know that it's positive or negative like i don't i'm i'm sort of over uh looking down on groups of people uh so i don't look down on them but I'm just I'm different than they are, <laughs> and then uh, I don't know. It's just it's just different personalities, different people. Yeah, yeah. And at the same time, you're not a, a doctor or a dentist, not right? The, the top one percent. See, I I know especially in that town that there are certain places that those people go, uh, including the YMCA sauna, um, and the hospital gym. Yep. That. <laughs> That for some reason they're open to the public, but um, when I was there, I was not. It, it would have been. Uh, it would have been peculiar to see me there, and it would have been. I would have uh, experienced a little, uh, a lot, a lot of like seeing people look away just when I look their way. You know, sure, like knowing that they were staring. Yeah, you know. There are a few places like that in town, so maybe you need to find a couple of those places and just insert yourself. There you go. And the cool thing about that, though, is that if you if you go to these those places, whatever those places are, the first time, the second time, the third time, you're probably going to get some double takes, some weird looks. But after a few times, people start getting used to seeing you there. Then all of a sudden, you've changed your perception a little bit. That's right. Or you've changed the perception of you a little bit. Like then all of a sudden they start accepting you there. As long as you're not running around the hospital gym with your wang out screaming obscenities in your uh, five fingers. Right. <laughs> yes. Probably, they probably look down on that pretty hard. <laughs> There's probably like some orthopedic dick there that orthopedic uh, surgeon dick. Boy, do I have a grudge against one of their 
one of the uh, the places there. Really? Um, oh yeah, yeah. I God, so I hurt my back this time, um, like deadlifting or squatting or something, and pretty much what I think happened is now I just have a bulge disc that I have to live with, and there's no totally getting over it, um, <clears throat> and like I'm not gonna do surgery. Uh, but anyway, this I, I went to this place and the the doc there um, just got an iPad it was very apparent that he just got his iPad and <laughs> he's older and he's trying to figure this thing out at the same time as, as he's like treating me and so I shit you not he's like fucking around on email when he's supposed to be looking at my back really and he, he kind of just has me bend around a little bit and he feels my back for maybe three four minutes uh, but, and I am, uh, literally this happened, like, this this all happened. It was three or four minutes of consultation, and the other 10 to 15 that he was in there was him just dicking around on his iPad, like, looking through email and, like, opening up this app. It might have been a medical app or something, but not accomplishing anything. And then, you know, he'd put it down and look at me and talk to me, and then, woo, and he'd be back to it. Really? And, like, uh, an email came or something. Yeah, yeah, and God, it was totally just off-putting, and he like pretty much just uh, sent me, I think, to the hospital to have like a an MRI or whatever. Uh, so kind of wasted my time a little bit. I don't know where I'm going with this, other than I know that this dick uh, probably goes to the YMCA sauna and to the gym hospital. And so I hope if you ever do go there with your wang out that you make him at least a little uncomfortable <laughs> or um, accidentally run into him or something <laughs> while you're there. I don't know. Just kind of stand and wait for him while he's using a machine. Put your fists on your hips and, like, kind of <laughs> prod it out there. This is from Robert. <laughs> just Or maybe just wear a, a really obscene pair of running shorts where... There you know you the type that are made out of like the wind windsuit material that you can totally see everything going on inside. Just enough inside to be uncomfortable, but not Just enough to say anything. That's right. Not. But what's uh, what's the point where I'm willing to, if I'm riding my bike or going for a run outside, that I'm willing to just strip off the shirt and wear some super short shorts just for the sake <laughs> of being being a little bit cooler. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I, I kind of feel like if you're in motion on a bike or if you're, uh, if you're running, you can pretty much get away with whatever you want. Uh, for me, I, I think I could take off my shirt and I wouldn't get like, no one's going to like look at me and be like, ew, <laughs> that guy has a very small belly. Ew, you know, same, same with you. Uh, but there are a lot of people in, in my area who are, who are much bigger and they, they run without shirts on and you know my i think my philosophy on that is if you're doing hardcore cardio like that whatever it takes whatever makes you feel better or go farther or faster whatever i think we can all as a society say that's fine that's fine however this all circles back to the city versus town thing Ooh, yeah big time like if uh, i'm sure uh i'm sure let's say that uh, that lady who wears not quite enough clothing at the gym, who's a little overweight, or 
Well, I guess I'm picturing a slightly overweight lady, but yeah, maybe just older age or, you know, in in a town the size of mine, that lady probably would not wear that to the gym. She would probably be uh, more self-conscious about her how she's being perceived because like I explained earlier, if you uh, if you're involved in community activities around this town, uh, people know you and you know people. Yeah. But she she's probably with the, under the understanding that oh I'm gonna go there I don't know a single person there don't care what they think of me. Well, so I think we we've landed on something important here because this might be the thing that you can do is to ride your bike without a shirt on. True. Yeah. You've already went to tank top, uh, which is a, a pretty conservative jump, but I think if if you feel like you're in good enough shape if you're comfortable with yourself enough to go without a shirt i think that's that's gonna scare some people not yeah. scare but it's gonna what's what's the word i'm looking for it's gonna shake them up a little bit right i think this is your this is your um it's not your unicycle it's not your bow tie it's not your cowboy hat but it's it's all 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 people are gonna think the only thing they can think is huh that guy's comfortable with his his body that guy's confident yeah good point cool i hope they don't say brave (laughs) that's always the worst thing (laughs) if you were to go outside and yeah someone pulls you over you're so brave sir to put that body out there (laughs) i I don't think i could do what you just did (laughs) all these eyes out here everybody looking at you (laughs) right now staring but you know uh I have noticed that I I think when I first started, well, I first got into running like last year a little bit. I tried to get into it and I, man, it just, I just could not quite get the hang of it, of doing it correctly and being able to, uh, it does, man. Not just the muscles, but the shin splints, I had to battle through those and eventually got the hang of those. But, uh, I, 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 got into it for a couple months and never got to the point where I could run for, uh, I guess like cardio. It was yeah. more running until my muscles got super tired. Yeah. Anyway, uh, when I, <laughs> that was, that was an unneeded tangent. So when I first got into that about a year ago, I was skeptical about running outside because again, I'm a little self-conscious about, I don't know, just, I guess how I'm perceived or something. So I'm thinking, okay, if I'm running on the sidewalk, is it going to feel like I'm in a freaking fish tank and every car that drives by is going to be like <laughs> star- staring at me? And, uh, you know, therefore, does it matter what I'm going to wear? Does it matter like my running form? Not, <laughs> not asking, does it matter to my own body and for the sake of my own muscles and uh, how the running form affects your workout? But more, am I going to look like a dweeb running like like this for example so but I've, that's I, that's that's a big part of the battle initially though when you run it is, is it's just getting over that mental hurdle of embarrassment yeah that's man that was a big thing sort of uh i, I think a big thing in my mind just a, a, a good excuse for me to not do it but once i once i sort of conquered that hurdle and i realized oh people don't give a crap then you can you can do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. I'll get so. 
Do you, do you want Robert's uh, three-second guide to running? Yes, please. Oh, boy. So I, like you mentioned, like the, the muscle fatigue versus actual cardio being the limit of your runs. Man, once you hit once you hit the point where uh, you it doesn't, I don't know. Like I, I never stop a run because my legs are tired. It's always because uh, my body's tired. Sure. Or because I ate a burrito yesterday and it's like still in my stomach somehow. And God, once you get to that point of like never having to stop running because your legs are tired, it's like like every. Every mile, after the, after your initial, you get over your initial fatigue. Every mile is like such great meditation, right? You get the endorphins, and you get—I don't know—you just get like this clarity that you don't any other way. It, I just thought about this the other day. Was when I used to really be into running. Um, I could listen to a song like before I'd go on the run, or like to amp myself up for the run. Uh, and the beat would sound like this, right? Boom, 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 boom. Like fairly fast mm-hmm. and like kind of in rhythm with my run. But towards the end of my run, I could listen to that same song and the exact same song would sound like boom, 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 boom. Like everything would slow down a little bit. Really? Yeah, yeah. So it, like it, it affects or shifts your perception of time. What the? When you, when you run or do cardio for such a period of time try it with your bike i bet i bet you're hitting um a high enough threshold that like this might work for you so like listen to a song to get yourself pumped up and going uh and make sure it's kind of a fast song initially and then towards the end of it listen to that same song again and it'll probably seem or sound much slower wow towards the that's end interesting. of your, your biking yeah so it i mean that's that's basically what they call the runner's high right i mean it's all yeah. it's that rush of endorphins uh it makes yeah. it makes you feel good while you're running it's got to be in oh, we should probably explore that sometime i want to you should try that and and report back with your results because that's something that i haven't dived into fully but that's a really interesting thing and in that like your your perception of time shifts after doing some sort of moderate to, to high activity, high cardio activity. So when, when you've experienced this, um, were you, were you necessarily running, I guess, quote unquote hard? Like, were you really overexerting yourself or was it just a normal medium paced run? It's a, I think you get there faster if you're going hard, but usually it's like, after two to three miles, I'll start to start to feel this. Okay. See, so I, I have experienced it with on the bike a few times before, uh, but the music thing I've never I've never tested that. So that'll be that'll be interesting to try. But I have I have hit these uh, points on my bike where I'm if I'm riding, especially if I'm riding pretty hard, which I prefer to do, like ride about as fast as I can go just to get a good workout out, out of it. Yeah. If I've done that for let's say 15 miles, and I still have, you know, several miles until I get home, I think about 15 miles is kind of the threshold for me. Uh, I, I, a couple times I've realized, whoa, I could, I could like keep going forever. Yeah. I just feel like I could keep riding because I, 
like my legs aren't tired my body's not tired i'm not even working like that this isn't even exerting me ex- exerting my body uh it do- none of it hurts yeah man have you ever have you ever just pushed it all the way as far as you can go kept riding well no i haven't i uh i should though i rode 30 miles last weekend but it Ooh. was uh it was a really slow ride compared to compared to how fast i normally ride there's a there's a uh, friend who lives here in town who just bought a bike and she wanted to uh she wanted to go for a ride and i so i showed her the trails and whatnot you had to prove yourself a little bit <laughs> hey <laughs> fucking ma'am come out with big daddy skyler on the trail <laughs> check out these pepperoni nips as i take my shirt off and i'm comfortable Yeehaw. yeah don't even cowboy ask hat. me about it <laughs> wearing a cowboy hat instead of a helmet <laughs> riding your bike in your wranglers man <laughs> nothing sounds more free than that right. it's freedom so anyway long story short i didn't i didn't hit that biker's high on that ride because it was it was a m- much more casual ride yeah fun fun nonetheless but not not as uh as intense as it has been in the past yeah i would uh, i would totally recommend trying it oh man i'm excited i'm going to when fact, uh, maybe i'll go for another ride today and do it and just deplete yourself you know it's not too hot out today i think you can get yeah, away with it just make perfect. sure to take some water and some sugar chews some starburst or something just in case you need that little extra burst to get you home there you I go think you'll be good um god when we lived together i remember i went on a on a whim i went on a 16 mile run i think <laughs> what? it was from it was from our place to the arch and back Jeez. Uh, and i so i wasn't planning on it um and so i didn't have water and i think it was like the arch was shut down at that point so they didn't have water out there and i couldn't find water <laughs> And I until I got back to like a park, which was only a few miles away from our place. So that part A is like if you're gonna do something like that, take some water or and I didn't have any any sort of sugar or carbs. Oh man, which I, I really needed uh, in the last four miles especially. I needed both pretty bad and I didn't have them. So make sure you you go equipped. But holy cow, I was uh, I was hallucinating like in the last few miles. It, it like really plays some tricks on your on your head. I don't know if you want to do it on a bike or not. I mean, maybe you could get yourself most of the way there and then go for a little jog or something. So, uh, because hallucinating uh, in a good way or a bad way? In the in just a very like um, neither. Like you're still present and aware, but you're just I don't know. It's such a weird state. I, I'm sure. Well, part part of my state was dehydration and heat exhaustion, uh, which yeah. is dangerous and stupid. Was Should it, not have done that. Was it like a low blood sugar feeling? Yeah, it was. It was that, and uh, just my whole body was like uh, numb from like. I remember my legs were like, I just couldn't feel them. My whole body was just numb. And you were just kind of floating from from your uh, standpoint. Yeah, that and uh, I, yeah. So it's it's a weird feeling for your legs to be numb and also just not work, not respond quite the way you want them to. Oh, really? So, so yeah, yeah. 
I would I would so recommend that for you. I think you'd you'd dig that experience. Oh man. And you probably don't have to I mean you could push it that far and have you know, food and water to control it a little bit more and maybe enjoy it a little bit more. Sure. Yeah, there you go. Man, if you ask me, that's good for a person. A lot of pe- yeah. a lot of people would say, "Oh no, you should stay away from that point. You should never get to that point." But it's the same idea as fasting. Like, yeah, just uh, just make your body work a little bit. Give it a shot. A shock can't. I don't know. It is. <sighs> I guess yeah. Don't don't like hurt yourself. But right. Work through the pain, but not unless it's like injury pain. What, what's what's there's a saying about that like it's it can be uncomfortable but it can't be painful something like that mm, sure you know yeah but and you can tell they say listen to your body and it's it's really kind of true that's right that's right so you still have the vibrams so if you if you want to get into running here's my three second guide uh yeah. like i started with about 20 minutes ago um <laughs> is just like Work on your form. Just work on your form. And it doesn't matter how long or fast you run. Just make sure you run with the right form the whole time. So I remember when I had Vibrams for the first time. I had been running, but I I never ran, like, on the front of my feet and really, like, engaged my calves so I wouldn't get shin splints and stuff like that. And so I ran, like, one or two miles. And at that point, I had been used to running much longer than that. But... I couldn't run for like a week or so afterwards just because of like how many new muscles it triggered. Yeah. So, so, so use those puppies. Absolutely. So when I was getting into running, I, I never did, I never was brave enough to run in the Vibrams. I think if I were going to, I'd want to start in grass. Oh yeah. Uh, but I actually eventually bought some running shoes based on like my pronation of my, you know how basically how my feet naturally step yeah. uh, so actually those are the shoes I now use when I ride my bike but uh, that that really helped and it also I, I had a co-worker of mine who's really into running too uh, he explained to me I, I asked him some advice about form well for some reason not uh, when I mean a total you know, total beginner in running, basically, besides running around the track in the high school days where, when they didn't teach you any anything about form, they just said, after go the, run. After the shoe toss and the... Uh, yeah, exactly. exactly. The so, softball throw. Yeah. So, uh, so when I would find that the first few, I guess, weeks that I was getting into running, I would find myself thinking during the run okay i need to fix my form a little bit and so what i would do is i would actually step further out in front of me with my heel and so my heel would hit the ground so basically yeah uh i would think okay i need to get my toes up more but that is freaking terrible for you yeah that's the first thing that gives you shin splints i think that's the yeah it's the the way you don't want to go yeah so so he told me yeah make sure you're landing on the ball of your feet and you should be landing like you're your foot when it hits the ground it should be just about under you not like out in front of you yeah and so i made that little tweak and then all of a sudden i'm like whoa i'm running doesn't hurt my shins 
but now all of a sudden my leg muscles are starting to freaking kill because it's it's actually working the right muscles now. Yeah. That's so it, I, I got to that point, but I didn't get to the point where muscle fatigue wasn't an issue and just cardio or uh, being out of breath or something was an issue. But I'd like to revisit running, especially now that I've lost quite a few pounds over the past couple months. It's going to be easier. Well, you, you're already halfway there. Here, yeah. So here's a, two more things. Is One, just try to run as quietly as possible. Mm. Like act like you're, uh, I don't know, chasing a deer or something. Sure. Because that, that will automatically make sure that like you're running on the front of your feet and like kind of tiptoeing. And your body's in a, a posture where it's not like shocking, you know. Yeah. Because you're trying to limit the amount of shock to limit the amount of sound that you're making. And that so, shock is absorbed by your muscles, and that's what makes your muscles sore. Yeah, instead of, you know, like the clap of your shoe on the on the pavement. It's yeah, like exactly. It's kind of a tap, 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 tap. So that, and then this is kind of douchey, but get like a necklace or a chain with a little pendant on it. Sorry, with a what? Pendant. You cut out a little bit. Pendant. A pendant. pendant. Get, a, get a necklace or a chain with a pendant on it. Preferably pendant. like a <laughs> Preferably like a piece of jade or turquoise crafted by um, Native American. Native American. Yeah, you can buy some of those at that gift shop there in town. Yeah. Um, no, just just get so something with like a little a little weight on it, and try to run so that that doesn't move on your chest very much, because ah. that'll make sure that your upper body is in a position that. Like you're not moving side by side, wasting energy, going left and right. So that that part of it will like as much as running quietly will um, engage the right muscles in your legs. That will engage the right muscles in your core. It'll keep you like upright but slanted forward just a little bit. So it'll gotcha. it'll like it'll like tire your your core and like your back and your abs out just as much as like running with your feet in the right position while your legs wow is this a is this a uh, known thing that a lot of a lot of runners do no this this totally just works for me the the whole running quietly and the the necklace thing that's proprietary this is free this is free i'm gonna actually ask for donations yeah i'm gonna actually ask for donations right now um, yeah, now's the time. I don't want to. I don't want to disclose my location or identity, though. So I don't want to ask. I don't, nope. Never mind. Nah. This episode was brought to you by Running Tips. By this episode was brought to you by an amethyst pendant on a chain or piece of string around your neck. That's just a little weight. Buy one at your local flea market. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs>